1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region, and I'm Tina Cortez, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif, and you have today's first guest. I do, and, and we're going out to Victoria, B.C. We have Tony Joe, broker owner of Remax Island Properties. Tony, welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Asif and Tina. Tony, there's uh, so many different takes on what's happening with the market and you know we're we're seeing a bit of a shift but i would like to call it a typical shift for march and april what are you guys seeing out in bc and and are you seeing a bit of a slowdown are you being uh, you know hammered with this shift uh you know let me know what you guys are Well, there's no question that there is a change. I mean, we always knew that at some point in time, the craziness of the bidding wars and the multiple offers and all those things would have to slow down. So, you know, while some have said, oh, my goodness, things are slowing down, you know, what I've been basically describing it as is going from a supernova just downgrading to white hot. So at the end of the day, when we compare it to what we're used to seeing the rest of the time, Still a busy market. It's just not as nuts as it was, you know, even a month ago. Now, last year, throughout the year, we talked about the lack of inventory. Is that still an issue on the West Coast? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, here in Victoria specifically, it's all across the board. So it's uh, detached houses, it's condos, it's townhomes, even vacant land. You know, one of the issues with a smaller geographic marketplace is that we just have fewer properties. And in Victoria, you know, uh, as much as virtually all the markets across Canada have been busy, Victoria has been extra busy because we've had a lot of migration from people from the lower mainland and also from the GTA who have just decided to take on, you know, a quiet lifestyle. And, and uh, it's getting pretty busy over here as far as, as far as population is concerned. And you see, we're seeing we're seeing that here as well because we've got we've got about one month of inventory, and that is a drastic change from the half a month of inventory or the point seven five months of inventory. Now we're we're hitting you know one point zero eight months of inventory in some areas. You know, there's there's about three or four areas that still have less than a month of inventory. What uh, what do you attribute? this perception that there is a major slowdown coming or a correction? Well, you know, actually the first thing that we should talk about is Victoria never had half a month of inventory. So even in this busy time, we've always had a month or a month and a half. So, you know, people here feel, oh my goodness, you know, it's a crazy time. There's no inventory. They had no idea what's like in other marketplaces with, uh, you know, uh, half a month. So, any, you know, you know, we've got to harken back or think back to normal times when we were used to having three months or four months of inventory. And, you know, that is a normal, maybe even call it healthy market where buyers had selection and where sellers are still selling. And, you know, again, right now we're, we're, we're just in this crazy phase, which we know will have to end at some point. 
Um, but you know, I, I, I'm going to say that it's not the, it's not the slowdown or the precipice that many people might think it is. And I think that was my next question was, would you call this a bit of a cooling off of the market? And do you think if it is, will that help Mm -hmm. in terms of affordability? Yeah. So affordability, no, like that, Mm. that is never, it's never going to change because Victoria is after Vancouver and Toronto, as far as prices are concerned. You know, it's a very expensive place for a small marketplace. We're still missing a lot of amenities. You know, like this, we were talking before getting on the air here, sports teams and, you know, shopping and all that stuff. Yet people still want to be here. The the thing is, um, affordability, even when we look at uh, market areas like Winnipeg or um, Thunder Bay or some of these other places where prices are low, there are still affordability issues, right? So it's all kind of relative. Things will never be cheaper here. I don't think they'll be cheaper in the GTA either or the uh, Vancouver area. And, and Tony, it's looking at the economics, right? It's supply and demand, and, and demand just did not dry up overnight. We still have the same amount of people looking for homes as they did just before the interest rate hike, and we're still going to have, uh, you know, we're going to be faced with more people coming in looking for homes when immigration opens up. And if you're looking at supply versus demand, that equation hasn't changed. So where are these reports coming from of this major pullback? Yeah, there, we, we can't see it. And, and this is the thing. We, you know, us, if you and I, we are, we are boots on the street. We are people that are serving clients on a daily basis. We are seeing the demand. We're seeing the frustration and the tears that people have, buyers, when they can't, you know, find properties. Um, you know, there, there are no signs. There would, to me, there would have to be significant economic uh, shifts that would cause any sort of major change. Now, we know that there's going to be interest rate hikes. And I think we all are expecting April 13th that there's going to be another rate hike. There's going to be a couple more as well, too. But that, doesn't, that hasn't caused the market to dry up. I mean, we can't forget about the fact that our markets are not driven by people entering the marketplace, first-time buyers. Most of the people out there, have their equity has grown in their existing home, and they're moving from one house to the next. They've got equity. They're not really reliant on the shift of the interest rate. And, you know, I, I think if there was any sort of dry up, and if there was any sort of drop off in the in the uh, real estate business, there would be a lot of other problems economically in the country that people would be more concerned about than just the real estate side of things. And Tony, what can you tell us about the homeowners protection bill? Well, here in British Columbia, the uh, provincial government is talking about implementing a mandatory cooling off period because, of course, you know, again, buyers are frustrated. They've had to make offers, uh, sometimes sight unseen, often without conditions, no subject to financing, no uh, building inspection, none of that. Um, And the provincial government wants there to be a protection in place where buyers can have you know, say seven days or so where they can change their mind. So we have that here in new developments. I believe you guys have it in Ontario too, right, Azif? They have right of rescission. Filling off here for condos, yes. Yeah. So they're talking about this for uh, resale homes as well. Um, You know, it's a a really interesting concept. Our provincial association, the British Columbia Real Estate Association, 
they do not agree with this. They actually are lobbying for a mandatory marketing time for sellers so that sellers are not able to look at offers for whatever it is, seven days or 10 days, enabling consumers to do their due diligence. The problem with a mandatory cooling off period is we are going to see people making offers on five, six, seven different homes and even securing five, six, or seven properties, waiting until the seventh day to drop all but one. So there's going to be a lot of sellers who are basically hanging by a thread, wondering what's going on, not knowing their house is sold, combined with the fact that there's going to be a whole bunch more offers on properties because there is no repercussion if a buyer changes their mind. So it's, it's a very tenuous situation. And let's not forget here, it only really is for a market where there are unconditional offers. You know, there are still offers out there that are subject to financing, subject to building inspection. You know, um, that will always remain the same. So what the government wants to do, I, I, I find it very interesting. And interesting it is because they're, uh, you know, I'm not sure they're taking uh, the seller's point of view into this because I wouldn't be surprised if there's a seller protection bill introduced in order to send it <laughs> off. <laughs> Well, and, and this is this is the problem because people often forget there are two sides to every real estate transaction. We we the real estate community, like you and I, we represent buyers, we represent sellers. So there always seems to be this narrative out there with consumers that oh, the real estate community they just want to drive prices up. Hey, we are the ones that are working with these frustrated buyers. I, I personally, I would love if we had more inventory overnight. I could probably triple my productivity and help a lot more people buy. I'm not having fun writing offers 10 times for the same client. So it's not fun for us either. But on the flip side, we also need to protect the interests of our sellers, right? And this happens to be a seller's market. Yeah, and, and I was joking with, uh, you know, half-heartedly joking that when I'm representing a buyer, I want to put up a sold under asking sign and, <laughs> uh, and represent them properly. But Tony, you know, we've just completed the first quarter. Just before you go, let our listeners know what you think is going to happen in Q2 of 2022. I think that we are going to continue coasting along, perhaps at this kind of uh, uh, reduced uh, rate here. There's still a lot of demand. The demand hasn't changed. People still want to move. Moving remains on top of, uh, you know, top of mind awareness for most consumers right now. And that's not going to change, even when the interest rates go up. So I feel that the numbers will remain kind of consistent to um, what we've experienced in the past month. Maybe not as hot and heavy as it was in January, but this should continue all the way through the rest of the year. And it's going to take a lot for us to become a balanced uh, uh, market, you know, don't even mention a buyer's market. That's not going to be for some time. And you're always a wealth of information Thank you for joining us once again. And if people want to connect with you about what's happening in D.C. or to make that move to Victoria, how do they connect with you? You can always reach out to me. Uh, I'm at the Prime Real Estate Team at REMAX Island Properties. It's Tony at primeteam.ca. Or you can follow my Instagram. It's uh, legendary underscore Tony Joe. And legendary you are. Thanks so much for joining us, Tony. Thanks, Azabentina. Take care. After the break, the background check on the home. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. 
Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On The Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan, from Remax Prime Properties with today's next guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next and returning to the show is Amr Rafiq, co-founder of Souk. Amr, welcome back. Thank you, Asif. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you again for having us. Amory, you know, I was on, uh, I was playing around on the Suku website and I came across a home history report and I just thought it was awesome. And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what it is and how we can get them. Yeah, for sure. I know last time we talked a lot about uh, the challenges that Suku is resolving for home buyers, uh, but a lot of homeowners struggle uh, managing a lot of the services and documentation pertains to the services over time. And the home history report uh, really allows any homeowner to keep a track of all the services that they've completed in their home, who did them, when did they do them, the warranties, the associated to it, the invoices. So everything is all available at their fingertips. So two years down the road, three years down the road, if they're ever looking to sell their home or they're looking to find all the services that were completed in their home, they can find it uh, right on Souk. Very similar to a car history report that allows you to, you know, automatically keep track of pretty much all the services done on your car. So, Amr, can I ask you, who conducts the report and how is it different from a home inspection? Yeah, so uh, because Souk is a transactional marketplace, homeowners uh, can actually transact with many different service providers. And when they transact with these service providers, there's documents associated to those transactions, there's invoices for payment, and essentially what Souk does is it records all of those transactions that the homeowner has engaged in over the course of the years that they've you know, uh, done services on Souk, and it's an electronic report that they can generate completely free on Souk uh, so that they can share it with their realtor or with any other home services professionals that come to service their home. This would be great for, you know, especially when someone's selling their home to be able to provide exact dates and, and warranties on things they've changed, like roofs, furnaces, anything like that. How, have, how has the consumer uh, reacted to this type of uh, report being available to them? Yeah, you're absolutely right. We, we, we heard stories from consumers where, you know, they've uh, stored paper trails of a lot of different services and sometimes their basement has flooded or you know, uh, they just have such a hard time finding, you know, uh, warranties and invoices from years ago. Uh, and one of the, you know, homeowners actually told us, hey, I don't need to, you know, manage this big binder that I used to with all the invoices that uh, my wife and I were always struggling, struggling to find. Uh, they could just go to Souk for all the services that they complete and uh, any of them can just go and download that home history report anytime. And does the home history report include other, other issues, you know, beyond repairs? Uh, no, it's actually just limited to the services that a homeowner engages in with service providers on Souk. And what differentiates Souk uh, with all of the other traditional marketplaces is that you can transact on Souk. So you can sign documents, uh, you can you know share documents, you can have conversations, you can make payments. So what the home history report does is it basically combines all of those uh, transactions in one place so the homeowner can keep track of all the services in their home. 
And Emma, any thoughts on adding an insurance aspect to this with insurance claims or repairs that have been done through insurance companies so that people have a true picture on, you know, was there a flood? How was it repaired? Because oftentimes people will say, you know what, there was water damage and we fixed it. But with with a database or, or a storage place, something like uh, what Souk is offering for the home history, it documents everything and tells you who conducted the repairs and if it's a reputable company or not. So I think it would make people feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, that uh, that's a great point, Asif. We're actually actively working with uh, a few insurance brokers already to bring them onto Souk. Uh, and the benefit that Souk would provide to them is they would be able to look at, number one, the company that had per- that had completed the service. Uh, all of the documents associated to a transaction are all consolidated in Souk, they could request access from the consumer. So it also saves a lot of that email back and forth. Uh, And for example, if the insurance company requires further information, they don't have to be dependent on the consumer only. They can actually get in touch directly with the company because you could see a 360 customer profile uh, when you work with any particular customer on Souk, and you could uh, actively engage with the service providers that they've uh, used for any of their previous services. And any chance that you have, you know, maybe a story or two to share with us about someone who has gone through the process of a home history report? Yeah, there were, uh, there's actually a person recently uh, that shared the story of how um, a lot of the document that he has stored over the years uh, had actually been ruined because of a flood in their basement. Uh, and now that they're using Souk to find, you know, the plumbers to do the repairs, uh, the companies that are coming to do the restoration, uh, they don't any longer need to, you know, keep history of physical documents. Uh, everything is available for them uh, on Souk, uh, completely, uh, you know, safe and secure documents stored over the cloud. They could access it from their phone, from their computer, and uh, they really appreciate the convenience that Souk is providing to them. For the for the consumers that are listening right now, or even for the realtors that are listening right now, how easy is it? for them to create an account on Souk? What's the process? And how do they begin storing these documents for their clients or having their clients store these documents for future sales? Yeah, so uh, clients or any of the industry professionals, they can go to souk.ca. Uh, they're able to create their accounts for free. Registration for an account takes less than 60 seconds. Uh, if a consumer, such as a home buyer or an owner, wants to create their own independent account and use this as a way to track everything relating to their home, uh, they can do so just by themselves. Or if they, if a realtor, for instance, wants to invite their clients, uh, we've heard stories where realtors have shared with us that, you know, Souk was a gift that they were able to give to their clients to manage not only their buying journey, but also their ownership journey. Uh, and realtors, once they sign up, similar process for them takes less than 60 seconds when they go to souk.ca or joinsouk.com. Uh, they can register for a free account, and they can actually start transacting uh, with clients, inviting their own clients, and giving them a much more digitized experience for their home buying and ownership needs. And does it cost anything for the homeowner to sign up for these, or if a realtor is signing up their clients? What is the cost involved? Yeah, great question. Souk is 100% free for any home buyer or owner to use. In fact, we actually offer them credit. So every time a home buyer or owner uses Souk to pay for a service. For example, I used a you know mover uh, to do my move. We actually offer them credits that they can use for future services so that the next time they're looking for a cleaner, a painter, a plumber, they can actually save money on those services. 
Wow, that's excellent. Awesome, <laughs> Emmer. Thanks so much. <laughs> Great info. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Emmer. And if people want more information on Souq, S-O-U-Q-H dot C-A, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is uh, using our website. We have our live concierge service live chat, or they can send us an email at hello at souq dot C-A. Awesome. Thanks so much, and we look forward to having you on again. Thank you, Africantina. When we come back, your real estate questions and the hot listing brought to you by Souk, simplifying the home ownership experience. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and we begin with Emmy in Markham. She writes, I intend to downsize and leave my large two-story family home, but I'm worried that a condo may be a shock to my system. Is a townhome a better option to help me transition? And what is the average price point for a townhome in York Region these days? Asif, lots of questions in there. Great questions. And it really depends for price points. It really depends on what type of townhome it is. You've got stacked townhomes, you've got interior townhomes, corner townhomes. So it really depends on if it's an end unit and, you know, it's, it's treated as a semi pretty much and you've got access to the backyard easier, things like that. So again, it, we would have to determine what size you want, what type of area you want, what amenities you need to be around. And then I can drill down and give you specific price points. Roughly for townhomes in York Region, they're ranging anywhere from about 850000 up to over $1.3 million. So it really depends, you know, is it a three-story townhome? What type of square footage? It certainly is a better transition to go from a mm-hmm. detached two-story to a townhome prior to going to a condo, but you may get a deal on some larger condos as well. So we can certainly chat and point you in the right direction. And are all townhomes multi-story? Like, is she looking at at least a minimum of two or three floors in this home? Yeah, in some uh, townhome complexes, sometimes the end units may be, you know, single story or with a basement, but it really depends. Most will be two or three story townhomes and and then you have the stacked one so some of the stacked townhomes you can get a main floor unit and then you know there's a, another townhome on top of yours with the two stories so it really depends on where you want to be and uh, you know what type of square foot you're looking footage you're looking for because with the stacked townhomes sometimes the one on the main floor is a lot smaller than the others Okay, our next question comes from Ben in Richmond Hill. He plans to rent out his basement to help pay down the mortgage. What does he need to know and what does he need to do to prepare to manage a tenant? Again, great questions. And they're, again, multifaceted because it depends on your uh, your basement apartment. Is it, uh, you know, is it equipped with uh, safety equipment, like larger doors, larger windows, uh, fireproofing? things like that, because those uh, may come in handy if you do have a basement that's been retrofitted uh, with all the uh, rules and regulations from the fire department. You can also get the fire department to come in and take a look and tell you what you need. So sometimes you'll get more rent if uh, you do have a a basement that's retrofit and uh, is, it it does, 
uh, go along with all the fire codes and everything for a basement apartment. The other thing that you want to look at is the parking situation. And, uh, you know, will, will the basement tenant have a car? Will they need a car? Uh, will they, is it a single driveway, double driveway so that they're not blocking people in? So there's, uh, again, lots of questions to answer, uh, with the, the rental of the basement. And in terms of managing the tenant, you would have to have a, a lease drawn up so a realtor would be able to help you with that. You want to make sure that you're doing the proper background checks and credit checks to ensure that you get the right people in there. You know, call their call their place of employment. Uh, you know, check out their payment history. Make sure that you're going to get paid and that this is not a professional tenant. So Google is your best friend when you're looking at tenants as well. And uh, you know, make sure you do all of the checks and balances to make sure that you're putting the right person in your house because this person is actually moving into your home, and uh, it's going to go a long way in having a happy uh, relationship with the tenant as well. And then. Uh, what about utilities? Because you won't have, probably you won't have separate meters or anything for the basement apartment. You need to come up with a split and see what the basement tenant will be contributing towards your utilities as well. So lots of questions and, you know, specifically for each type of tenant, each type of uh, rental that we have in, in the basement uh, apartment uh, type categories, you want to maybe drill down specifically and ask us those questions once uh, we take a look at the property and uh, see who we can get in there and what price points we can offer. Wow, so much to think about. As a reminder, you can send your questions anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? You know, they can reach me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Now, just before we go, the On The Market Hot Listing brought to you by Souk. That's S-O-U-Q-H, simplifying the home ownership experience. Asif, over to you. You know, we've teased this listing as a coming soon in previous uh, shows, and, and this one is now on the market, 140 Euclid Avenue. It's right around the corner from the Toronto Zoo. It's uh, one street over from the 401, access to transit. It is absolutely a great location. And not only is it a great location, it's on a huge lot. And their lot is about 54 feet by 206 feet deep. So you want to be able to uh, get into this property. It is now on the market. Uh, And this one, honestly, will not last. And it has five bedrooms, Tina, and the main bedroom is on the first floor. It has a complete five-piece ensuite, a huge walk-in closet, all hardwood throughout and ceramic throughout this property. There's no problem in it at all. Huge formal rooms, living, dining, family room with a gas fireplace. You've got a concrete deck that walks out from the family-sized kitchen. It is absolutely a stunning property. If that wasn't enough, there's a two-bedroom suite with a separate entrance in the basement. And we just spoke about an income property a little bit earlier in the show, so here we are. One more time, the highlights of this property, the list price, and where our listeners can get more information. And again, the huge lot, 54 by 200 plus, I think you said. That's right, and it's 140 Euclid Avenue. It is in West Hill, Toronto, and it is absolutely stunning. It is a gorgeous family home. You can, as soon as you step inside, you know there's pride of ownership. Even every closet has lights in it. Like they've gone, they have spared no details. Gorgeous home, large formal rooms, and the highlights would be the main floor bedroom. 
with a complete ensuite and walk-in closet. You've got four huge bedrooms upstairs with two full bathrooms. And then there's a family room upstairs as well. And then the bonus is the basement with a two-bedroom complete suite. Huge kitchen down there as well. And I forgot to mention something earlier, Tina. This place has a detached two-car garage workshop. So this has everything, and it is on the market for... $2.488 $2.488 million, and this is going to go quick. And if our listeners want more information about the property, where can they get it? They can contact Heather Cooper at 416-554-3566. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.